I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female, where every week I speak with women change makers who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help you. This bonus episode features a conversation with Sandy Trelleving, board member for the CAMH Foundation and mental health advocate. Sandy is a dedicated philanthropist who is a supporter of Canadian arts and culture and a champion for the advancement of women in sport. These passions, skills, and beliefs are matched with a wealth of knowledge and expertise gained from her successful career in retail banking. Like many Canadians, Sandy has been directly impacted by mental illness, which inspired her to dedicate her time and resources to various mental health initiatives. Since joining the board at CAMH Foundation, Sandy has headed various initiatives to help raise significant funds for the organization's important mission. Sandy and her family's support have been instrumental in setting up the Women Mind Initiative. With a $5 million gift from Sandy and Jim Trelleving and family, CAMH will be able to deliver on their goal of closing the gender gap in mental health. This episode, along with several more this month, is presented in partnership with CAMH and their new Women Mind initiative. Women Mind is a community of philanthropists and thought leaders tackling the unique gender issues that underrepresented people face when it comes to their mental health. An initiative like Women Mind at CAMH is critical to address the gender inequities we face when it comes to mental health. Find out more about CAMH and Women Mind by visiting the link in episode notes or go to camh.ca. Sandy, it's such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining me on The Brand is Female. Oh, I'm so honored to be here, Eva. It's, this is great. I look forward to our conversation. And I always start um, these conversations by, you know, asking my guests to go back in time a little bit and tell me about their journey. And in your case, I'm especially interested in uh, knowing about uh, what drew you to get involved with CAMH specifically and with mental health in general. And I know you are a, you're a busy woman, you're a philanthropist who's involved with a number of causes and wonderful organizations, but I'd love to know if there is something that, you know, took you to mental health specifically. Yes, absolutely. So um, my brother uh, started his mental health illness um, as a teenager, and he's 10 years older than I. So I have grown up in a home knowing um, a lot more about mental illness than I wanted to. Mm. And, uh, you know, for quite a long time, I tried to figure out my role in the mental health world. And I kept coming up against um, stumbling blocks of, boy, nothing seemed to be changing. Nothing was moving in the right direction of of caring for families. Um, The care for individuals just didn't seem to be progressing. And I was very fortunate that I had actually attended an event, a fundraising event, kind of kicking and screaming because I was like, oh, another mental health uh, initiative and I didn't really understand CAMH at all. Um, I didn't realize the background to it, the four hospitals that had come together in the late 90s mm. um, to create this powerhouse. 
So I attended a, a, attended an event and was actually so impressed by what I was hearing that I said, okay, I want to tour the hospital. And I, I toured the hospital the next day and, wow. and, and fell in love with what they were doing. Like mm. both hands in, both feet in, said to my husband, this is it. They are viewing mental health completely different from a patient-centered care to patient recovery to family involvement to peer-to-peer -to -peer work. Uh, it was just so impressive. So I started on a volunteer journey with CAMH, which led to a um, foundation board uh, director involvement, um, to donating, to <laughs> fundraising, uh, and to uh, Women Mind. And I'm just so mm -hmm. thrilled. I'm this journey has been very healing for me as well. Mm, mm, I love that. Well, speaking of women mind and, you know, pre-interview, we were just chatting about how we're entering the one year mark of the start of the, the pandemic. And women mind was actually launched just one year ago. Um, you know, what 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 was the vision for for women mind and had now that you've seen the program in action for uh for several months is it delivering on what you anticipated is the is it having the impact you were hoping it would have yeah so you're absolutely right in fact the last time i was at the hospital uh we were doing the announcement for women mind so mm -hmm. a year ago we were there and had the had the family there which was so exciting i hadn't as with everybody we had no idea what was going to happen so um have we slowed down with the women mind rollout no and i'm happy to say that because while it may look that way in terms of well, we thought we might have a, a summit and a symposium by now. We, in person. Or in person, right? We thought we may have a larger community joining us by mm -hmm. now. But that's okay. I think I may have actually been looking too far down the road. And this actually has been a really good uh, good exercise for me too, because I like to hit a um, hundred miles an hour fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So, but what has been happening on the on the side of uh, the CAMH science side is that we are already doing an international search for the True Living Women's uh, Research Center chair, which is extremely exciting. We have um, hired program coordinator. We have a fellowship competition in the works and a seed funding competition in the works. So we're already in that process of recruiting scientists mm. and we will have a new mentorship program started in March and just hiring a person for that as well. So I think the foundation is very strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that we can go out to market now and to say to people, this is what we've done. And we needed to have that. 
So, you know, goals for next year are, you know, continuing this focus of bringing in researchers. But now I feel as though I'm very comfortable going out to the community and saying, join us, be Mm -hmm. a part of this. Um, the past year has, you know, has had a, a, well, a, a profound impact on on the entire world. But we know women are especially affected. Um, job loss, you know, the uh, additional duties of, you know, taking care of the household, the children and so on. Um, so we know women have been, you know, suffering the, the consequences more heavily than men. And this is having an impact on our collective mental health. So how do you see, um, uh, you know, the work that Women Mind is doing, but more broadly uh, work around helping women end their mental health uh, post-COVID, post-pandemic with the impact that we know uh, the crisis has been having, you know, how will that out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have done studies uh, at CAMH with Delvina um, that are showing that women are really, really struggling. So the pandemic has um, adversely affected women in many different ways. And women occupy the jobs in industries that were first to be impacted Mm -hmm. by job losses as well. You know, our caregivers are typically women. Mm-hmm. for children, for aging parents, for other family members. And we need to recognize that they are carrying that load. And so now more than ever, there's an immediate need to be paying attention to women dealing with problems caused by the pandemic on so many fronts. This segment of the population needs our support. And we mm-hmm. hope that Women Mind will help women get back on their feet and emerge from COVID-19 as quickly as possible. Um, You know, the amount of women that are struggling with depression from our studies shows that it's 25% are saying that they are uh, experiencing depression in the last few weeks, um, higher Mm. rates than men. Um, women experience loneliness more than men, and we need to we need to dig deeper on these issues. You know, we are still 50% of the population. We need to be paying attention to um, to that to have a healthy society. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And is that uh, helping shape maybe some of the upcoming goals for Women Mind moving forward? And I'd love to hear about what's next for for Women Mind uh, either way. Yeah, I, I do believe that that is uh, something that we are going to have to uh, focus on because this pandemic is leaving us in um, a very poor situation. And I'm not just talking Canada. We, mm-hmm. we know this from a, a, a global state. So, um, yes, we are continuing. We're doing another five studies on um, the impact that COVID has done, um, ha- has created uh, the impact for women. So we really need to uh, dig a little bit deeper. And again, if we didn't have this, um, the resources for women mind, this may not have actually even been on the radar. But we have, through philanthropy, been able to uh, create an environment where scientists are able to create a narrative where women 
are being able to uh, um, be represented. And Mm -hmm. we've known for a long time that that has not been happening. We are Mm -hmm. underfunded in women's mental health. We are under-researched and we uh, are disproportionately um, underfunded in the in the sciences so uh, mm-hmm. women mind is looking to to expand that program and to be that answer and honestly i have looked uh at at other programs i don't really see anything that compares to women mind in its determination to uh, impact women's mental health Worldwide, 30% of researchers are women, mm-hmm. 40% at CAMH, and I'm really happy about that. But the gaps in funding of science and academia for women are mm-hmm. so far behind and for women researchers and for women health. So that's our niche, and that's what we are going to continue to drive and to focus on. Mm, that's fantastic. And in this series, I've spoken with a number of the, the women scientists who are involved with CAMH. So uh, there's some some amazing profiles and they're, you know, they're all uh, really dedicated to, to the work they're doing and having great I, impact. I am so impressed with the uh, scientists that we have. And I always say to, to men and women that are working um, in the brain world, thank you. Because you know what? Our, our premises, our dollars are so small in comparison to other diseases. Mm-hmm. And this, we're dealing with brain diseases. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that, okay? So let's get the stigma put aside. These are brain diseases. And I'm always so thankful and grateful because these brilliant people could have chose to go to another lab where there are a lot of funding and there is a lot of uh, better premises, better better everything. So, mm-hmm. you know what, again, if you are listening out there, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. 50 years ago, the United States declared a war on cancer. Mm-hmm. And I would like to declare a war on mental illness mm-hmm. because we are, we've had, a, we've been in a mental health crisis for Absolutely. years mm-hmm. and we are, we are in a mental health pandemic mm-hmm. and yes. we need to jump on board, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I look at CAMH and I look at our, our premises for our scientists and it's appalling, absolutely mm-hmm. appalling. So that is on our radar. We are going to address that. We have a campaign that will be coming out in the next year to address that specifically. Um, how do we attract the best of the best? We give them a center where they can work collaboratively, they can work in a healthy environment. Mm-hmm. They can work with uh, a gender-based focus. They can mm-hmm. work with a diversity-based focus, inclusive, inclusivity. And we have all of that in Canada. Right? Yeah. 
We have, Mm -hmm. you know, we have every race is here in their own beauty and glory. And, uh, and I think that we are the right people to be doing this job. Mm -hmm. And globally, people recognize that in Canada. What would you say to someone who's interested in supporting Women Mind? And I think there's something interesting as well, because when we look at stats and we're talking about, you know, gender equity uh, in in this conversation today, uh, we know that the next big wave of philanthropists uh, is largely composed of women. And we know that over the next few years, women are, you know, becoming increasingly uh, in control of, uh, of money that goes towards supporting different organizations in health, uh, you know, like CAMH. So how, how do we get more women involved and how can they help? Yeah, isn't that so exciting? And mm-hmm. I think that part and parcel of this, of women mind and the power of it is the philanthropy side. So as my husband and I were thinking about our next gift to CAMH, um, I felt as though it came, our original gift was from my husband and I, and I felt as though that left out our family and we were forever talking about what we were doing in the mental health world. And they were always interested in what we were doing in the mental health world, but they were on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when we had talked at CAMH about the lack of uh, research and uh, in mental health science, it, it really stuck with me and it resonated with me. And you know, the majority of our family are women And Mm -hmm. so I was thinking, you know, I bet the girls would be really interested in this. And so I pitched to my husband the idea. And I said, you know what? And I think that we should bring in your daughters and your granddaughters and my daughters and my granddaughters. And I think that we should build a family cohesive thought leadership program we can mentor our children and mentor our grandchildren and i I was thinking other women must be thinking this too Mm -hmm. other women must want to be a part of this as well so my husband said to me you sell that to the to the girls and i 100 percent support this idea he said sandy this is the best idea I have heard in a long time. And I was like, <laughs> let's get this started. So I, I spoke to each one of the girls and they were just, they were thrilled. And one of the things that still touches me is my daughter, Katie said, mom, I've been trying to figure out how I can help. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I was like, I know I, I'm onto something here. I'm absolutely onto something here. So I would say to other women, Look, we need to recognize what's going on here with our mothers, with our Mm -hmm. sisters, with our daughters, okay? We can change the trajectory of women's mental health today and tomorrow for future generations. Mm -hmm. Do you know that more women than men have Alzheimer's? Do you know that more women than men have dementia? Mm -hmm. Do you know that more women suffer from 
depression, anxiety, trauma than men. If you take that segment of the population and now they are ineffective, how does that work for our society? You know, you're taking out caregivers, you're taking out doctors, you're taking out nurses, you're taking out executives, you're taking out business owners. We can help, but we have to put money in. Philanthropy is going to make this work. So mm -hmm. as we are mentoring scientists, as we are mentoring our daughters, our granddaughters, we are, we are providing a, an incredible community for people to join. And, and I'm very serious about this. This mm -hmm. is, we can, we'll be able to see the trajectory. We are going to be able to learn from our scientists what programs they are working on. Tell me about that, that program, that, that piece that you are working on for the 13% of women that suffer from postpartum. Tell mm -hmm. me about that. What does it look like? Let's continue the conversation. What do you want to be studied? You know, join us at the table. This season of The Brennis Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners who can provide education, financing, mentorship, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. A question I have for you, since we are talking about the gender gap and you spend, you spend a lot of time in, in boardrooms and, you know, through your, your, your involvement with uh, different organizations as well. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you're, you know, you're a former banker as well. Um, I'd love to ask you about uh, an example of a moment in your life where you faced you know, gender inequity and and, and a moment that was, uh, you know, kind of a lesson or eye opening for you? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, as a young girl, uh, my mother was what they called a homemaker. Mm -hmm. uh, my father uh, worked several jobs and then um, started his own business. I was never expected to be anything more than a homemaker mm -hmm. in school. Uh, middle school, the boys went to woodworking. Right. The girls went to home economics. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a path. There's a path that's already carved for you. I went into banking, which is a huge uh, population of women, but they're mm -hmm. at the administrative level. Customer service. It, exactly. And uh, I was involved in the 80s and 90s. So there were so few, I mean, literally would be able to name a couple that had made it into uh, higher levels. And they were, they were, you know, shown around 
should be, Mm -hmm. oh, here we are, look at what we're doing. And, uh, you know, amazing to what has what's happening now in 2020. Uh, They, the banks are, are really doing an amazing job, Mm -hmm. and must, right, Mm -hmm. they must show their leadership in in this country and in this space. Uh, So yes, it's I mean, it's been it's been all around us, right? Now mm-hmm. in the boardrooms, I am seeing a lot more women uh, and, and a huge focus on that. And now uh, with 2020 and all the amazing things that went on, a, a huge focus to get the community that we have, quite frankly, ignored. So mm-hmm. that that BIPOC community. And, and I'm excited for that because I think we need to have all faces, all voices, all stories at the table. I can't explain what's going on in the Black and Indigenous community. How could mm-hmm. I possibly know? I can't possibly know. So mm-hmm. share your story with me. Because mm-hmm. a lot of our focus in Women Mind has to be with that lens. Yes. Has to be. I mean, we're seeing all of those people at the hospital. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to make sure that we're speaking to them and mm-hmm. and speaking to them in their in their own words so that their health equity is is beneficial to them so a lot of exciting things i got for me to be able to learn those kind of things i'm just i i think it's wonderful and i think other women want to think are thinking that same way uh, have there been role models in your life that have, you know, inspired you maybe through philanthropy or uh, uh, maybe even through your career? Um, are there women that paved the way for you and that you kind of often, you know, think about or look up to? You know, I, I wouldn't say that I definitely had a, a specific mentor. I would say now more than ever, I have been open to the idea of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I understood that before, but I have so many women in the last decade that have impacted my life. And I, I look at my fellow board members at uh, CAMH, um, Dr. Catherine Zahn, who is the CEO of CAMH, is just a, a star. Um, I look at Deborah Gillis, the CEO of our foundation, and several women that sit around the table I'm just so impressed with. And what about Jacinda Arden Mm -hmm. in New Zealand? So when when the borders open up, my first travel, I am going to New Zealand, and I want to meet her, and I want to (laughs) hug her. And I want to ask her to be a part of Women Mind. <laughs> that would like, be phenomenal. Right? Mm-hmm. She, she, yeah, is, she's an absolute inspiration. She is incredible, just so mm-hmm. incredible, and she's and she's she's young, and I'm just mm-hmm. so impressed by this. But I also learn from I do learn from younger girls. Like I, I look at these influencers and I go, oh, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. But I, <laughs> but then I've just I've just launched Women Mind, and so now I have a social media site strictly for Women Mind, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and I'm putting myself out there. I can't do that, but I'm doing it. So I think that there's a lot of role models out there, younger, mm-hmm. older if you're open to it. 
And I'm sure in turn, you are a role model now for, you know, several women. And you've talked about the girls in your family. So they're, yeah. they're lucky yeah. to, uh, to have you as a, as a role model to look up to. Thank you. I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about, uh, so going to a more uh, a personal uh, topic, and I want to talk about mental health in your in your own life, right? And mm -hmm. uh, someone I was having a conversation on the podcast brought up the concept, and she's a, a psychotherapist, she brought up the concept of mental hygiene. So we know there's things we need to do to stay, you know, physically healthy. And often we forget about mental health. And, you know, there's talk of self-care and, and, you know, things like that. But I think we now know, especially after 12 months of, of living through a pandemic, we know how important it is to do things that optimize our, our mental well-being. So what does that look like for you in your day-to-day -day life? For me, it, it's physical activity. Mm. Um, when we first went into lockdown, for instance, um, Thankfully, living on the West Coast, there are a lot of beautiful places to walk and to hike. And um, my husband and I were sitting there looking at one another and I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go. And we were doing uh, walks of five miles a day and it really clears my mind. Um, sometimes we'll walk and, and we'll be walking for quite some time and we haven't even spoke to one another because we're just deep in, in thought and mm -hmm. creativity and 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 wellness and all of those all of those good things but one of one of the other things that i think is really important is is uh, having loved ones around you right having mm -hmm. special relationships and i spent about 10 months where i didn't get to see my youngest son and his wife and and his uh and his little boy and she was pregnant with a um another grandchild of ours but um i have four uh, grandchildren myself and mm. thank goodness for FaceTime. And, <laughs> and it's such a gift to have grandchildren because as a young mother, I was forever stressed. I was a working mother. I never had enough money. I never had enough time. I never felt that I was doing anything as good as I should have been. Mm -hmm. And I, I divorced from my husband when the kids were four and one. So the stress was real. The, right. the lack of money was real. All of that was real. And I know I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. um, but now I get this gift where I can actually sit and, and laugh and play and and cuddle and do all of those things that I'm sure I did before. Mm -hmm. But I think the stress and all of those other things don't allow you to um, experience it the same way. So mm. that is definitely my mental hygiene. And what would be your advice to a woman who is struggling with mental health? And we know that can, you know, there's different ways this can manifest and it can be small things it can be a, a bigger situation as well and we all experience it differently and, and different illnesses obviously have their own uh you know their own symptoms but you know somebody who is struggling with anxiety or, or something that feels even bigger where what's a good place to start and um 
I'm sure you'll mention CAMH, so I'd love to know what's the best way of interacting with the CAMH team. Well, uh, so yes, exactly. So uh, there's so many different levels on that. First and foremost, if someone is in danger of hurting themselves or someone else, please, please reach out. And if you are in the Toronto area for certain, um, we have an emergency room on campus. So that that is number one. We have a lot of tips, as you mentioned. Um, I would be talking about CAMH on our website, camh.ca. Mm -hmm. So please go on to there. There's cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, our scientists would say, and um, doctors would say, tell someone, right. tell someone. And, and as a friend or a family member, if you recognize that uh, a sibling or a friend is maybe not themselves, ask them and don't be afraid. A coworker, same thing, ask them. I've noticed that you are not enjoying dancing. You're mm -hmm. not wanting to go out and do the things that you used to do. Would you like to talk about that? You know, there's, there's simple ways to open up the conversation and to make sure that a person is receiving help. Family doctors, I believe, are getting better at, at, at mm -hmm. recognizing that conversation as well. But we have to recognize as well that in our under, uh, that our communities that are unable to get to doctors for a number of reasons that are wrong, you know, those people need to be supported as well. So. Um, again, the conversation needs to continue, but there are a mm -hmm. lot of therapies out there that are online that are um, that are amazing. We also have our youth wellness hubs uh, in Ontario that um, are excellent, and they are drop-in centers. So please go on the website again. They are um, rolling out in your community as fast as we can all based on um, evidence-based science and they track in a private way how you are doing from their first meeting with you onwards and will determine if if you need more help mm -hmm. after trying you know step a let's now move on to step b so there are a lot of really good resources out there you do have to know that they are out there and you do have to advocate for your own health or for the mental health of a loved one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. And this brings me to what's my favorite question to ask guests on this show. And it's what do you wish women would do more of? Mm. Support other women. Uh, hands down, support other women. And you know what? I, I often say to people, we need to like ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think we're better when we like ourselves. And then we can do all of those other things. It's that it's that saying, you know, you need to put your oxygen mask on before you help others. I have a tendency to jump in and, and, and help, help, help. And I need to remember mm -hmm. that I've got to put a little oxygen into myself as well. And that starts with things like, okay, I like me, I need to look after me too. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll check in to see how how that goal is doing, and we'll obviously stay uh, connected. And you know, yes. very excited to see all that's coming up for Women Mind and for CAMH. Oh, Congratulations you. on all your hard work; it is paying off. And thank, thank you so you. much for speaking with me today. Yes, and please follow us on Women Mind and and join our community. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for the support of The Brand is Female. You got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in a week with a new guest.